The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Is it mad that the world burning is not in our, like, top three concerns? You thought bad news was done, but I'm back with more. And Alice Sneddon's Bad News Saves the World. I finally address the climate crisis and explore why no one cares. Watch it on thespinoff.co.nz. I can see the anxiety starting to emit from you. You're listening to Business is Boring, a podcast that reckons it's anything but. Business is Boring is brought to you by Spark Lab, offering inspiration and practical advice to help businesses find their edge. To hear more about Spark Lab, including details about the latest events, workshops, and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon Pound. Kia ora koutou katoa, and welcome to Business is Boring. New Zealand green lip mussels are amazing things. They're a super sustainable source of food, clean the water they grow in, and there is a growing body of evidence and use cases for their benefits as a supplement helping with joint and inflammation issues. One local entrepreneur saw the opportunity in mussels while at university and has started a number of companies to process and market both human and pet-focused supplements, selling locally and across Asia. Founder and CEO Ron Park has Initech, Korure, Human and Pet, and a big mission to be recognised on a Forbes 30 Under 30 list. He joins us now by video call from Christchurch to chat his journey and plans. Tanakwe, thank you for being with us. Kia ora no Korea, Okutipuna, Kate no Oki, o Tautahi. Hi, my name is Ron Park. I was born in Korea, raised in Christchurch. Nice to meet you all. Hey, lovely to have you here. Thank you. So tell us about how you came to be interested in supplements because you were you were very interested very early on, right? Yeah, definitely. So it goes all the way back to my childhood. So even before we moved to New Zealand as a family. So um, I'm from Korea, as I've mentioned. Uh, my mom had a big impact in my life. So in Korea, when we were growing up, mom would buy these New Zealand supplements imported from New Zealand to Korea and give us these 10 to 20 different supplements every morning from New Zealand. So that's where my sort of connection from New Zealand's um, Greenland Muscle came from, the supplements. And then uh, when we moved to New Zealand, we continued to take them. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of health benefits. And one morning I had a light bulb moment, went, okay, I'm taking 10, 20 different supplements every morning. I'm sure there are a lot of other people uh, that are taking the supplements too. So I kind of just went into the store, started buying a bunch of supplements, and then started exporting back to Korea. And that's how it all started. And um, I've kind of realized that, you know, um, I was selling these supplements into Korea and I was doing pretty well, but I realized that there are a lot of unsustainable practices that were happening in the supplement industry. So I kind of decided to start my own company, um, Korure, and, and do something more sustainably in the supplement sector. So that's how it all kind of started, long story short. Yeah, what is the situation with supplements? Because a lot of these things that are New Zealand made that you were sending back off the world, well, the, the, there's a lot of international ingredients in them, right? That is correct. So one of the core reasons why I was a little upset and started my own company was because there are these companies that were importing 
overseas ingredients, packaging it here or bottling it here, and they're putting a label sticker saying made in New Zealand and then selling it overseas. So for me, as a person who grew up taking these supplements, who I was selling to my family and friends back in Korea, I took it on a personal mission to create something that was genuinely New Zealand. Yeah. And why muscles? So the green lip muscles, kind of the hero in the supplements that you're making and selling yourself. And you said that that was something you were taking, you know, all the way back when you were living in Korea as well. Like, yeah, what got you interested in those and, and, and what's the story behind them? Yeah, definitely. So when, when I kind of looked at, okay, how am I going to start a company that is true to New Zealand and is sustainable? I looked at different options. Um, the typical one is Manuka honey. Um, that's, you know, Manuka oil is from New Zealand, native to New Zealand. And I was looking at various um, options for me to find something that was true to New Zealand once again and sustainable. And that's where sort of the Greenland muscle came from. Native to New Zealand, one of the most sustainable seafoods out there in the world. It's actually voted by Monterey Bay Sustainable Program um, for it to be the one of the most sustainable seafood um, in the world to be. So from there, I did more research, putting my nerd hat on. I did a lot of research on its health benefits, how it was growing, where it was growing, and I just fell in love with it, really, and took it as a personal mission for myself to uh, create a product that was genuinely New Zealand and were actually really good for, for, for the planet and for the people and pets. Uh-huh. And what, what makes it so sustainable? Like, how is it actually grown and harvested? Um, if you imagine a triangle of sort of um, the feed triangle, you have, I guess, shark at the top, or, or what, whales, whatnot. Um, but if you move your way down, greenland mussels are at, the, are at the very bottom of the pyramid chain, so meaning that they're the bottom feeders. So as you go up the chain, more resources are required to grow that animal, or perhaps um, um, perhaps you know harvest it. So uh, for greenland mussel to be a bottom feeder, it only feeds off algae, meaning that you don't have to give that extra. Let me let me put it this way. So, for example, if we look at beef versus uh, hemp. So, with hemp, you grow it in a soil, you give minimal amount of nutrition nutrients as possible for it to grow. Whereas beef, you need to grow the plant and then feed it to feed it to the cow, and then we harvest the cow so that we get beef. So, higher the food chain, more resources are required. So, Greenland mussel is so sustainable because at bottom feeders they don't require as much nutrients for it to grow, and hence why it is a lot more sustainable compared to any other seafood that is out there. And what are the benefits of green lip muscle? Because they're sold often as being good for joints and inflammation. Like, what kind of science is there behind this, and what kind of effects do they have? So, green lip muscles are really well studied, surprisingly. So, um, we... Uh, us, we work with a lot of universities around New Zealand to um, do clinical studies and look at health benefits of Greenland mussel. But with not even just us, um, in the past 50 years, Greenland mussel had been studied extensively for its joint health benefits. Uh, so Greenland mussels um, have these unique omega-3s called ETA. So a lot of people know the fish oil omega-3s, but not, not many people know that there are actually 11 different types of omega-3s. Um, and Greenland mussel has a unique one called ETA, um, short for ecotetranoic acid, um, that um, is known to reduce inflammation in the joints. And furthermore, they contain a lot of uh, 
proteins that actually help with cartilage repair or supporting it. Uh, and, you know, you have anti-inflammatory effect on one hand and then supporting the cartilage effect on the other hand that combined, the synergetic effect gives that joint health benefits that we all know about with greenland muscles. Yeah, and a lot of people who've had pets, like dogs that get a bit older and get arthritis, they'll be familiar that vets will often prescribe some green lip muscle powder or oil for pets. But it's not really something that there's, you know, a prescription path um, in, in human medicine as much, right, in New Zealand. But the thing is, there is a growing body of evidence that says that the same effects are present, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what stage is it in Korea versus in New Zealand? Yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting topic because a lot more pet owners know about the health benefits of green muscle than us people. So that's very interesting. And in the Asian market, um, I guess they're more welcoming with um, natural superfood, uh, natural supplements as as to know, you know, Chinese medicine, they're uh, very familiar with uh, growing up with natural um, supplements and medication instead of uh, your traditional Western medication. So um, Greenland muscles, especially in Asia, they are very welcoming and they actually accept it a lot better. So, for example, for us, we find that, you know, branching out into Asia with Greenland muscle supplements have been much easier than trying to educate the Kiwis um, where the muscles actually come from. Yeah. So it's been a, a very interesting uh, business journey for us going from selling it in New Zealand to pivoting the business into Asia and then seeing growth there and then using that leverage to come back into New Zealand to promote the Greenland Muscle products. <laughs> yeah, it's not until you succeed overseas that you know, you're, you're recognized back home kind of thing. And then tell us about how you actually got started in this. So while you were at uni, you got interested. And Maybe we'll start with NE Tech, the company that you have that processes and has its own licensed technology from the University of Canterbury for processing muscles. What's that, and how does that all happen while you're still studying? Um, after starting Day, we uh, began to look at different ways of processing and extracting to be more efficient. And one thing that I've realised during this research is that our processing that we're using at the time we're only getting about 45 to 55% of the muscles. Um, so, for example, you get 100% of the muscles and we're only getting half of it. So half of it was actually essentially being wasted. So me, being me, I reached out to University of Canterbury um, and talked to a lot of different professors, uh, lecturers, asking, is there anyone that can help uh, with this problem? And that's where I met um, Dr. Luke Schneider, who is a American, actually, um, moved to New Zealand to retire, but he couldn't help but to teach people about chemist, um, chemical process engineering. So we got together about four years ago, doing a lot of research around how to make this process more efficient. And um, bringing that back after, after four years, we now have a pilot plant, and now we're commercializing this technology to make things more efficient. So we're going from 45 to 55% yield rate, we like to call it, um, now we're going getting it to 95%. So we're only wasting about 5% of the muscles now. And what are you getting? Like, what's the yield? So if it's the oils and, like, mm. the lipids, like, is it just as simple as, like, some people might be familiar with, like, green lip muscle powder, which is kind of, like, heated up, <laughs> turned into a powder, dusted into a cap. What's your process doing and what are you getting? Yeah, so 
in terms of the yield, so once again, we are going from 45 to 50% yield rate. That's being done presently to 90 to 95% um, yield. So imagine there's 100% um, of muscle. It contains the meat, uh, the powder, you like to call it, or the oil. Just look at the oil itself. We're able to get 95% of oil from the muscles. Really cool thing about our technology actually is that we don't have to heat anything. So we are very sustainable in a way that, you know, as you've mentioned, the current processes do use a lot of energy in heating and cooling to get the extracts out from the muscles. However, what we do, we're able to do it all in room temperature. We don't use any ginormous machines to, to process it and heat it and dry it and then powderize it. We just simply dissolve it and we are able to extract it into a oil form. And we're also able to recover the proteins in that process as well. So we're not wasting anything. Yeah, that's amazing. And so tell me about the products that you have now um, that you're making then. Yeah, so we, we do both powder and oil form of Greenland mussels. Uh, so the difference between the powder uh, product supplement is that it contains the GAG, glycosaminoglycans, uh, which supports the cartilage repair that I mentioned before. And our supplement, oil supplement, is a more of an acute solution. It's not a medication, but it's an acute solution where it helps reduce the inflammation using the omega-3 ETA that I've mentioned before. So we've got one that's more for maintenance and supporting the cartilage uh, and, and repair and the protection. And the, on the other, we have uh, a potent product that, is, that supports the reduction of inflammation for people with um, joint pain, essentially. And we'll be back in a moment with Ron Park to hear how he took these products and built a business selling across Asia. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step-by-step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Hoki mai anō, we're back with Ron Park. Hey, so tell me, what was the path then? You said that you started the business by going and buying supplements and starting to sell and then moving into making your own. What's actually involved in a journey like that? For me, the way I started is a little bit different to how everyone else would start. So I had zero experience in the industry. So I just had to really go out there, make phone calls, do Google research around how to start a, a supplement company. Um, my journey personally was consisted like Googling contract manufacturers to be able to process green of muscles into powder form or oil form. <laughs> and then I'll make about 20, 30 phone calls talking to different manufacturers um, in New Zealand or overseas that, was, that were able to um, support me in creating these products. And, and then obviously the other side of the business, once you make the product, is to sell it, right? 
And selling was a quite a daunting process coming from someone with no business background. So I actually had no sales for the first six months, zero. So at the time, I was still working as an accountant, um, supporting myself uh, day to day. So nine to five, I'd work as an accountant. And then five to 12, I'd be trying to sell the product, educating the market. And as, as I've mentioned, um, no one really knew about green and muscle and its health benefits in New Zealand. Some did, but most didn't. So it was a, a lot of uphill battle in terms of educating the market and really trying to get the products um, in people's hands. And then we pivoted the business and we thought, okay, there the market isn't as strong in New Zealand. Um, so we're going to go look overseas. Um, I used my previous um, experience in exporting New Zealand products back into Korea. So I used that sort of channels in order for me to pivot the business and sell into Korea, China, and so forth. And the business grew, and then we moved back into New Zealand to grow our business um, locally as well. And so, yeah, what's the reception been like overseas? So Korea was very interesting. And once they knew that it came from New Zealand, there was a positive um, reinforcement from the market. They said, New Zealand, clean, green, anything from New Zealand is good. <laughs> so they're very accepting. And even the name itself, right, Green Lip Muscle, Clean Green New Zealand. So they're very accepting of the product itself. And, of course, with back to research um, that, that we had um, that's been done, uh, we we're able to provide the evidence that, you know, this helps with joint health, you know, it's got anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory properties, um, you know, think of that as like the Chinese medicine that you take. Um, it's been very accepting and very positive. And we've realized that once people start taking those supplements, they actually saw a lot of health benefits, meaning that they we had repeat customers after repeat customers. And that's how we grew the business in that market through word of mouth. And then coming back to New Zealand with a bit of that success, Tell me about the journey here, because it's kind of bananas that, um, <laughs> you know, that this thing that has, um, you know, a long history of use uh, among Māori. It was something that, you know, is, is, is understood to be good for health benefits, uh, is where it started. And then there's knowledge, I think, in some, some communities, like people in the arthritis community or um, other kind of acute joint issue communities have some good awareness, but mm. it's just kind of not got that mainstream understanding considering it is such a, um, it's in every supermarket, it's an incredibly cheap source of protein, uh, it's incredibly sustainable, it's kind of bananas that doesn't have a much higher profile. Yeah, I agree with you. It is bananas, isn't it? That, um, you know, us Kiwis not knowing about a local product with such a rich history. So I, I do believe that the small amount of group do know about it and they rave about it and, you know, they try to tell people around them about it. And, then you know, it is a slow building process, you know, educating the people and, and whatnot. But it's never really had that mainstream push like the Manuka honey, for example. Um, and that's why I'm here to change that, right? I, I want to be the muscle king of New Zealand, promoting Greenland mussels and, and why everyone in New Zealand or the world should take it instead of fish oil or other things that people take because fish oil is terribly unsustainable, right? And we should support something that is more local. And yeah, so it, it is very interesting. I believe that my personal opinion that it, the reason why it's not mainstream is because that we're very... Um, familiar with uh, OTC over-the-counter um, drugs that we have. They're faster in terms of solution. You take ibuprofen, your pain 
kind of goes away uh, really quickly versus um, taking supplements, natural supplements. It does take a while. The clinical studies provided that the benefits came in after six weeks or during that six-week period. So, you know, I think those are the sort of the reasons why um, it's never really hit the mainstream market. But, you know, we started this company about seven years ago. Things have changed. We've spent, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars educating our customers in New Zealand. So we do have, we have seen a lot more Greenland muscle products that come out from our competitors as well. You know, I'm actually happy to see that because my mission is not just to, for my business to grow, but for Greenland muscle to be in the mainstream market. So what is the dose and the time of taking to get to the effect? So in terms of taking the muscle oil supplements, uh, you take it daily. It doesn't matter whether you take it morning or not because it's a natural product. There's no specific time that you need to take it, but we recommend you to take it with a glass of water, for example, (laughs) to swallow the capsule down. So we recommend our customers or people to take it for at least six weeks to see the benefits because that's how the clinical studies were done. There's no rocket science behind it. Take two capsules a day and um, you know, make sure you eat well, do your exercise and whatnot, and uh, let the benefits um, uh, uh, um, go through with you. And what does one or two capsules equate to? Is that like the same as a few... I don't know, ate a couple of raw mussels every morning with your breakfast. <laughs> slightly more uh, appealing start to the day. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I really want to emphasize here that eating mussels is a little bit different than taking the supplement. If you were to eat raw Greenland mussels, you're getting the health benefits. But if you cook it, the fatty acids, the lipids, the omega-3s that are really beneficial for your joints do get destroyed. And we're just going going to take a pause here by going back to extraction technology the reason why we don't use any heating um, or drying method is because anything above 40 to 50 degrees it destroys it starts destroying the fatty acids so so um, each capsule contains about you know varying one to three muscles in a, in a capsule two to three muscles in a capsule so you're ta- you're eating about six up to six muscles a day um, in terms of the equivalent to oil content but what's really key here is that you're getting the full benefit of the muscles not when you cook it or you're taking products that were dried you're not really getting the benefits because it's already been destroyed and you mentioned there that you have a goal to be the muscle king which is really cool (laughs) tell us a little bit about that and the kind of impact that you're wanting to make yeah, um, I, I'm aware it's a little cringe, but I did like it because, you know, muscle kind of plays on with muscle. I do like to go to the gym and be healthy, so kind of matches, I guess. But um, yeah, anyway, it is corny, but I think it works because it gets stuck with people's heads. So I have been traveling around the world, actually, going to conferences, um, expos, talking about Greenland muscle and its benefits. So I personally took up on a mission to do this because there was no one else doing it. And why are no one else doing it when Greenland mussel can be as big as Manuka honey, for example? You know, Manuka honey is one of the largest export products that we have as a country. And I do strongly believe that Greenland mussel can be that, the next Manuka honey. Um, it'll be good for the people, um, for their health. It'll be good for the planet, sustainability. And also it'll be good for our economy as well, right? More jobs for the people. So I took it up on my personal mission to do that. Yeah, it's a really interesting crop too in that, you know, if it is in waterways that are near 
waterways that too much nitrate is going into, it can help clean the waterways. And if it's in places where there's too many nutrients leaving the land, which is something that we are atrocious at in New Zealand with our dairy, leaving so many nutrients leaving the land. So Mm. it's like a real win-win-win of a crop for the country. Definitely. I mean, a very um, typical help that green mussel has in our waterway is the algae bloom, right? So once algae bloom occurs, it becomes poisonous, it kills the marine animals or animals that consume um, around the water, or even it's harmful for people. So when the algae bloom occurs, we're not allowed to eat seafood around that area. But what's really interesting is that Greenland mussels, they love it. So when algae bloom occurs, they actually grow faster, they consume all the algae, and has even more health benefits because they now have more um, oil contained in them through the uh, through the algae. So it's got so many benefits for our marine environment, such as algae bloom, such as a carbon dioxide, a carbon monoxide that it absorbs in the water that's harmful to the marine environment. Um, it's really good for cl- uh, cleaning the water, of course, in other ways as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really crazy that we're not really promoting this and having more farms of Greenland moss around New Zealand. And part of your goal in like raising this awareness as well, like it's really cool seeing you have statements that that I read saying that you want to be a Forbes 30 under 30 leader. Um, tell us about that kind of like wanting to, uh, yeah, yeah, get, get that attention and get that profile and how that plays into your business and inspiring others. Definitely. So what I've, in the last seven years, what I've realized is that it's important to have credibility. And when you're talking, so for example, if I was, if I didn't have a business, if I didn't speak at conferences about green and muscle, and I was sitting in front of you, just talking about green and muscle, you kind of think, who is this random guy talking about green and muscle, right? So my goal is to earn that credibility and have that louder voice that when I'm speaking about green and muscle, people will um, understand it and listen a little bit more carefully and really have second thoughts around. Okay, I might do my own research and see how good this product is and why I should take green muscles or support the industry. So just, just to summarize, my goal and ambition to be on the Forbes 30 under 30, be the muscle king, <laughs> as I suppose, is so that I have a la- larger voice and a credible voice that people will actually listen and, and, and think twice um, about what I say. And that will and, and therefore help us going forward with green muscle and, and so forth. What advice would you have for people wanting to get into entrepreneurship because you've had to achieve a heck of a lot, right? Like get the university to help with the licensing, make a new process, start a couple of brands, export, build those markets. Like it's 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 a heck of a lot to make happen. Yeah, I'd just like to say business is not boring. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much going on and so much to learn every day. So my journey has been pretty interesting. Um, I've, I feel as though... I've been very blessed um, by a lot of people, a lot of Kiwis, great Kiwis that come before me that have helped me through this process. Um, University of Canterbury, of course, my high school, St. Andrews, um, you know, local friends and business people or Kiwis that are overseas that supported me through this journey and obviously the government, NZT and whatnot. I've just been very blessed that I was able to get the support. So um, it's been very tough. Um, It's been very hard. The advice that I would give to fellow Kiwis and entrepreneurship is that don't do it alone. Um, there are so many other Kiwis that are there to help you that's done what you've done in the past. So look around, ask for help, and you'll get the help. And it'll make your journey a lot easier than just doing it yourself alone. And what will success be for you and for the company? 
Success for me and the company is that we have more businesses that adopt Greenland Muscle around the world as their mainstream product so that we overtake the fish oil industry that is very unsustainable. That's number one. And two, it's not just about mussels, but our company, we pride ourselves on sustainable. We're New Zealand's first refillable supplement company. So instead of plastic bottles after plastic bottles, we provide glass jars that people can refill. Um, so if we were to succeed and be the mainstream company, I am certain that other companies will follow. And if they follow more sustainable practices like we do, it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you for sharing the story and can't wait to see where you take it next. That's Ron Park, founder and CEO at Anytech and Korure. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you. So thank you to Ron Park, to you for listening and for everyone who helps make this happen, like our producer, Te Butler. Do follow Businesses Boring wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to rate and leave us a review if you like what we do. Enohora. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, that was Businesses Boring, brought to you by SparkLab. Make sure you're following Businesses Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on SparkLab, visit sparklab.co.nz. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.